God. He's a merciful God. He's a loving God. He's he's a a mindful God. Amen. <clears throat> he's mindful of your afflictions. He's mindful of your pain. He's mindful of your trauma. He's mindful of of the attacks of the devil. He's mindful of all of that and he doesn't <clears throat> stand aloof from your suffering. He doesn't stand aloof from your afflictions. In fact, I just feel right now by the Lord that right now someone's thinking, oh, I, I'm going through so much affliction. I'm going through so much mental affliction. And how could this reflect the truth of God? How can this reflect God's love for me? But the Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Amen. So the presence of affliction in your life is not an indication necessarily that you're out of alignment with God or that somehow you are displeasing to God or that somehow God is not powerful. God can't do anything about it. No, God is going to do something about it, but he's not going to do it on your time. And he certainly isn't going to do it without prayer. He's going to do it not without it, but by it and through it. So when we pray, Jesus told us in Luke 11 and Matthew 7, Lord, deliver us from evil. See, God wouldn't be telling you to pray about delivering you from something that is if God delighted in you going through it. But since we are going through it, the Bible says in Psalms, Many, not some, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord, but amen, say, but the Lord, but not you, not, 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 uh, uh, the president, not Joe Biden, not anybody, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Amen. But he's not going to do it by you putting your palms, you know, uh, underneath your, your butt, sitting down, doing nothing, just warming up a pew. He's going to do it by you moving your lips and honoring prayers to God. And he ain't going to do it necessarily like popcorn. It's not, you're just not going to do these popcorn prayers. Then all, you know, all of a sudden, boom, your deliverance comes. It comes through persistence. But you know, the Bible says, he says those, it says in the Psalms, those who sow in tears, they shall reap in joy. Not they might, or, you know, God doesn't say, oh, let me pray about it. <laughs> he says they will reap in joy. Amen. But what precedes the reaping of joy is the sowing of tears. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> so, you know, the afflictions of the righteous are many. But see, here's the difference between us and the unrighteous. The unrighteous are not delivered from their afflictions. They remain in their afflictions. And in fact, their afflictions grow worse. Paul says, while even evil imposters go from bad to worse, not only morally, but the quality of their life goes from bad to worse. They don't get better, but the Bible says that we, as the, as the outward man is being decayed and, 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 and wasting away, the inner man is renewed day by day. So we should go and become renewed and go from glory to glory, from strength to strength. Amen. We should not ebb away. We should not merely exist. We should not merely survive, but we should live the life Jesus promised to the church and it's life more abundantly. It's the abundant life. Amen. We, we ought not to be in a position to where we're fainting and we're uh, uh, despondent and we think that uh, we can only hang on by a strand uh, or a thread. Amen. Hallelujah. We we have God the Holy Ghost living inside of us, propelling us forward, but the devil wants us to go backwards. <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> the devil, the enemy, wants you to go backwards. He doesn't want you to advance forward. He's going to put pressure on your life and keep uh, uh, pushing you backwards. Amen. So so that he, he applies resistance to you so he can get into your psyche, he can get into your faith, 
and so that you now believe it's not worth continuing forward. But the devil is a liar. <clears throat> Amen. And so the Lord has for us to rise up in victory and rise up in power, rise up in faith. Right? So, so you know, I, I, I'm firmly convinced that God you know, spoke to me about a specific topic to, to speak on before we get into prayer. And um, I'm especially confident of it precisely for the fact that, you know, love isn't really a topic that I cover. Um, not because I don't think it's biblical. It's, it's, it's repeated all throughout the scriptures. Um, but... You know, in a in a day and age where I believe we're oversaturated with <clears throat> sermons of love, God loves us, and and that's biblical. We should sing songs about that. We should preach about that. But um, we, we, there also there also needs to be a balance, and we need to also preach on the love uh, the love that we should have toward God. Amen. It begins with God. We we love him because he first loved us. Amen. <clears throat> right? But see, here's the thing. People want God's love without any reciprocity. They, they want just a love, right? But here's the thing. A, a love that is without accountability is a, is a love that will lead to a fruitless life. Right. See, people just want the benefits of love. They want the comfort of love, but they don't want the structure. They don't want the the guidance. They don't want the governance that comes with love that actually serves as the parameters to lead you down the specific path that you're supposed to go down. See, a, a so-called loving parent that doesn't lay down rules for their children, doesn't govern them properly, is not... They might claim they're compassionate. They might claim that... They're relating to the child, but when push comes to shove, the fruit of that parent's life will lead to nothing more than barrenness and destruction. <clears throat> right? Amen. Amen. You know, it doesn't matter what anybody says about it, but it's true. Right? That's why the Bible says if you love your child, you won't spare the rod. If you, you know, we, we, we you know, Bad characters perpetuated by our lack of discipline and correction. That doesn't mean beating. That doesn't mean, you know, taking out your anger on your children, but it means rearing them in the proper direction. Amen, Amen somebody. So, but <clears throat> the Lord uh, really is influencing on my heart to, to, uh, to read this passage here in Ephesians. Chapter 3, verse 14. There is no greater love. Amen. I don't know if you guys heard that song. There is no greater love. Yes, it says, um, Jesus went to Calvary to save a wretch like you and me. That's love. Amen. Look at what it says here. It says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. So, you know, the wonderful thing, because uh, th this passage here is dealing with the love of God. And our, our understanding of the love of God. But you know what Paul does? He doesn't begin here by saying, you need to just study more theology. I'm all for theology. <clears throat> I'm all for um, getting to into the word of God more. But you know where he begins? He begins kneeling. He begins praying. Right? Amen. He make, he, he, you, you will see here that he's going to make this a petition of his. It says, for this reason I kneel before the Father. He, you know what he does? He doesn't kneel before a BLM. Black Lives Matter. Right? The whole wicked witchcraft demonic movement. 
And it is. I'm not saying black lives don't matter. I'm not saying white lives don't matter. I'm not saying Mexican lives don't matter. It all matters. But here's the thing. The agenda behind that movement <clears throat> is an agenda that is godless, Marxist, and, and every other ist under the heavens that is contrary to the ways of the Lord. Amen. 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 There ain't nothing good that came out of... And, and, you know, <laughs> I, I forgot that one guy's name. Uh, I think his name is Jesse. Uh, he, he just, he shoots it straight and asks some very pointed and offensive questions. <laughs> Come on, tell me you guys know who I'm talking about. Yeah, J- Jesse Peters. <laughs> when he was in, I'm not going to repeat his question. I, I do think he went a little overboard. Um, I, I hope you guys know what video I'm talking about. <clears throat> Right, where where he asked this one guy about his uh, friends that were the leaders of the movement. <laughs> Anyways, um, <clears throat> okay, someone said it for me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. So I'm not saying ask questions like that. I I think that that is. Uh, you know, you don't want, anyways, but <clears throat> they are Marxists and, and a lot of them, they hoarded money. You know, they got rich off all that stuff and, and what, you know, our, our buildings and all that came dismantled, you know, it was dismantled. It came crumbling down. What fruit came of that? Amen. And so, so you guys, we have to be discerning that, see, the 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 Rome the Trojan horse is see the Trojan horse is BLM the Trojan horse is LGBT the Trojan horse is Marxism the Trojan horse of today and and, and you know they, they they package that Trojan horse with morality or human rights and you know compassion and equality it sounds good on paper let's save the environment let's save the dolphins let <laughs> Let's, you know, but really what they're saying, let's save the cows. Everybody stop eating meat. And what we're going to do is we're going to shove a bunch of genetically modified junk down your throats so that you can die faster. I'm I'm sorry, you know, the patriarchs and Jesus, they ate meat, they ate cow, right? <clears throat> Amen. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So, so I'm bringing this up because, you know, that's 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 the Judaism of our day. That's the Pharisaism of our day. It's no longer the Sadducees and the Pharisees. It's them claiming that they're moral, but they're whitewashed tombs, and they're nothing uh, but uh, uh, dead dead corpses inside a whitewashed tomb. Amen. And they persecute you if you don't parade these things that these beliefs and these doctrines that will damn you to hell. Amen. <clears throat> and even apart from the religious aspect, <clears throat> be, you know, God and man, just, you know, from man to man, you know, th- their ideologies are, are decaying and degenerating our nation. There's nothing good about it. (laughs) And so let's take a stand against that wickedness. But he says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth derives its name. Oh, (laughs) the reason why I brought up BLM is because there was a lot of white boys and white girls kneeling down to these people. Literally kneeling down. You need to take a kneel. And, and put up your hand and say, I can't breathe, or we're going to punch your lights out. Amen. It, it, it is, it is the, the Jews of our day, the Pharisees of our day, denounce Christ, right? They may not even necessarily say denounce Christ, but see, they, will, they want to uh, uh, attack your worldview. If it comes in contradiction to their worldview, they will say bow. Amen. But I don't... 
I don't care. I'm not bowing down for anybody. I'm not bowing down for no man. When Leonard Ravenhill said, if you kneel before the Father, you can stand before any man. Hallelujah. Right? <clears throat> Fear God who can destroy both soul and spirit into hell. So for this reason, I kneel before the Father. That's why Paul could stand before Felix. That's why he could stand before Agrippa. That's why he could stand before these men because he kneeled before God. Amen. <clears throat> it says, look at verse 16. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power. I pray. He didn't say, I'll think about it. Right? He says, I pray. And, and in this fellowship, my continual exhortation is that we become a people of prayer. Amen. I, I'm, I rejoice over the fact that our, our uh, ear sister, Elila, just recently got baptized in the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues. And, and I, I rejoice because that, that prayer language is imperative, right, to increase in power. To walk in power, to walk in in strength, right? Amen. And and so we ought to earnestly seek. It, let me just clarify this because there are some denominations out there that would say, "Oh, uh, uh, if you don't speak in tongues, you're not you're not saved." That's that's a lie. In Acts chapter ten, the uh, Gentiles believed the gospel. Okay, they believe the gospel and you're saved by faith in the gospel, but yet they were not, uh, uh, they were, excuse me, they weren't water baptized yet. But nevertheless, um, no, I'm mistaking Acts chapter 10 with the Gentiles who received the Spirit in spoken tongues but had not yet been water baptized. <coughs> that passage is an indication that you can be saved before water baptism. But there's also, I can't think of the exact chapter in this uh, at this moment. Um, I'll have to go back in, uh, in, um, to see because, you know, um, my memory's failing me at the moment. But there is a specific uh, demographic that the gospel had gone to, and they believed the word of the Lord and yet had not received the Holy Ghost. They haven't been baptized in the Spirit. But they were justified by faith. They were, they were saved by faith. Amen, somebody? So don't let anybody tell you that you ain't saved if you haven't spoken in tongues. That's a lie. And it does injury to the minds of the people. But if we are saved, see, that is our portion for those who have been saved. It is right. It, 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 it is available for all believers. And, um, and so, you know, Paul says this. He says, I pray in tongues more than you all. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies not himself, but edifies not another, but himself. He speaks not unto men, but unto God. You know, I posted recently on my Facebook that I wouldn't be where I am at today in the Lord had I not um, um, received the, the gift of tongues. Because you continue to grow and grow because the benefit of that is when my native tongue fails me and I don't know what to pray for, the Spirit Himself intercedes so that you're Amen. praying the perfect will of God. Amen. <clears throat> you know, and I just can't stand it today. All these cessationists, they want to argue against everything. They want to argue. The only thing they don't argue against is doing theology. They love the you know reading all their books and the Greek and all that stuff and has its place. But here's the thing: they 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 will write an entire entire doctoral dissertation to try to rebut the gift of tongues. And you know the funny thing too is even demons recognize um, um, how when when a minister prays in tongues, they increase in power. You know, I always think it's funny the people that never cast out a demon try to lecture me on 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 what demons would say and wouldn't say. Okay, I'm gonna learn from you. You never did heart surgery, but you're gonna tell me how to do heart surgery. 
right? You, you never cast out a demon. You're going to tell me how, how this stuff works. <clears throat> and they, they say, oh, demons never tell the truth. What Bible are you reading? <laughs> okay, so why was it in the woman <clears throat> who was soothsaying by demons in the book of Acts, how was she telling the truth? She didn't know Paul. And she said, Behold, here are the men of the Most High. They show you the way of the salvation. Did, did the demons tell the truth when they said, Paul I know and Jesus I know, but who are you? They were telling you what they know, and they weren't lying about it. Amen. Right? I just read uh, St. Augustine from the, th uh, the 300s, and he... <laughs> I love how cessationists like to selectively choose church history and say that the gifts have ceased, tongues have ceased, casting out demons have ceased, and yet Bishop uh, uh, St. Ambrose um, had received a vision from God concerning where the two bodies of these martyrs were buried. The specific location received the vision from the Lord. And St. Augustine is writing about Saint Ambr uh, Bishop Ambrose. And... And he was talking about how they cast it out. Um, <laughs> Bishop Ambrose had cast out these demons and the demons through these uh, people that were possessed were confessing who they were and what they had done through the people. So, amen, somebody? <clears throat> so, you know, what makes someone a prophet doesn't mean that, they're, that, they're, uh, that they get something accurate. Because witches and warlocks can get things accurate. It's the thing is, their source is contaminated. Amen. In fact, they want to try to tell you the truth so they can wow you, so you can be mesmerized and think that everything that they therefore have to say now is the truth when they're just a wicked vessel of the devil. <clears throat> so, you know, uh, accuracy is not the only test. Fruit and doctrine is. Amen. When John the Apostle said, test the spirits, why would you need to test something that's black and white? I don't need to test if one plus one equals two. Right? Maybe Joe Biden does. <laughs> oh, the, inter the interlocutors, the man on the moon is... Uh, <laughs> Inter hey, man, what you had said, bro, for real. <laughs> what, the, the diff limiters of our dishes? Oh, is that a recent one, Brother Malachi? <clears throat> no, not for Biden. No, no, I was I was reading what uh, Brother Malachi said. I was wondering if that was a recent statement he made. Yeah, yeah, yeah he said some crazy, like, D word today <laughs> that didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really embarrassing. Like, it is. Like, in Take down the razor wires and dish flush. I'm like, is this going to be a demonic touch? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. He got the mind of Nebuchadnezzar. Amen. Literally. He does. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's going to be eating grass here soon. <clears throat> but see, here's the thing is, it, you know, God sends people like that judgmental delusion. The Bible says that those who didn't love the gospel, God sent them a strong delusion that they may believe a lie. You know, so, you know, and, and I, I, you know, I don't, I don't know why people can claim to be a Christian and support Joe Biden because he, he is for the murdering of the unborn. And, and look at, look at the apple don't fall far from the tree. Look at his uh, son. He's, he's a crackhead and he has a bunch of junk on his laptop, <clears throat> Right. And, and, and his, you know, but I can go on and on about that. But nonetheless, uh, let me try to get through this. I'm sorry. I pray that out of his glorious riches. So Paul is praying. And what is his petition? He says, the object is God. And from God, he's desiring for glorious riches. So what does that imply? That God has inexhaustible resources. That God's uh, uh, source never runs dry. He, there, there is not only riches, but those riches are glorious. 
See, not everything that is is rich is glorious because those riches may be contaminated by immorality. That's why even the Pharisees, they didn't receive the blood, uh, the the, uh, silver that Judas had gained from them because it was acquired. It it was used uh, to to um, to conspire. You know, it was in exchange for a man's life for Christ's life. And so it was through that silver. They're like, you know, we can't keep this. We're going to buy this uh, fields, you know, and it was called the field of blood. You know, so but see, that's the thing is the devil will give you riches. The devil will give you riches and fame. He will give you a name. He will give you a a so-called reputation. He'll give you all these things. But right. But those riches, they're contaminated. But see, here's the thing. And it comes with shame. But what does it say in Proverbs? The blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. And so these riches are glorious. And so out of these glorious riches, he says that you may be strengthened with power. You know, so when we as believers keep saying, man, I feel so weak. I can't continue. You know, there is something wrong there. And I'm not here to condemn you or make you feel guilty or anything like that. But let me just say that the standard is not, I feel so weak. Now, here's the, now we are weak in ourselves. That is sure. Paul says, for when I am, when I am weak, then I am strong. But how is he strong? Because when we're strong in ourselves, we don't depend on the spirit. But when we're strong in Christ, we don't depend on ourselves. And since Paul says it's no longer I that lives, but Christ that lives in me, if we are going to walk in power, that means that we have to rid ourselves of trying to do it our own way. And one of the indications that you believe that you are adequate and you are strong enough to do it your way is you don't have a robust and enriched prayer life. I don't know a single man that has confidence in himself, that uh, believes that he is stronger and wiser than God. I don't know a single man that thinks that and has a, a wonderful, enriching prayer life. When someone has a consistent and deep prayer life, it's an admission, I am too weak to do this. I cannot do it in my own. I don't know where to go. I don't know how to do it. God, I need your strength. I need you to help me. I need your power. Amen. You know, like like the people, you know, that serve the devil, they invoke demons. They 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 stay there for how long invoking demons, calling in demons in themselves, you know. <clears throat> you know, especially a lot of the Mexican cartels that come here from Mexico over here to California. What, what do they do? They do witchcraft. They call on Santa Muerte. They, they call on all these demons to help them, to navigate them so they can successfully get dope over here and traffic people. But you know what? May, may the God who is a God of war frustrate their plans and send the angel of death to pursue them and set them in slippery places. Amen. Amen. May God, the all-wise, only true potentate, frustrate the plans of the wicked and thwart all of the schemes and the traps of those who think that they have an advantage against the church and against the righteous, and may they soon fail and slip in due time. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Every wicked agent sent to sabotage your life. Amen. Amen. God is great. God is good. God is powerful. We got a, a, a sloppy image of Jesus today. He's the hippie Jesus that doesn't fight for his people. That he's just at a loss. He's just passive and doing nothing. He's just a, a bystander. He don't. He's not actively uh, uh, um, doing anything, right? No, this God of ours is on our side and he's fighting our battles with us. And for us, Amen. what does it say in uh, Chronicles that in the days of the Assyrian, right? When uh, in the days of Sennacherib, um, Isaiah the prophet prayed, and and in response to his prayer, 
One angel was deployed and 185,000 Syrians were slain, died. Amen. Amen. So God hasn't changed. Amen. God is still doing that today. What does it say in Hebrews chapter 1? That the, he makes his angels a flame of fire and his, and his servants as swift as the wind. And they are, to, uh, uh, they are our, our servants who will inherit salvation. So they are serving us. But my question to us is this. If, are we praying? Because if we're not praying, they're not serving you. You have made your angel lazy. Amen. Right? Because that, the angels that encamp around you only obey the Lord's word and do his bidding. But God doesn't do his bidding until you pray his will. Amen. <laughs> but look at what does it say? Uh, may strengthen you with power through his spirit. So that means we got to abide in the spirit. We got to stay in the spirit. Amen. We got to get out of the flesh. Right? See, the only flesh I want is carne asada. Amen. <laughs> I don't want to be in the flesh. I don't want to walk in the flesh. I want some masada on the grill. <laughs> oh, man, I love tacos. I'll tell you. Right? Um, but it may strengthen you with power. Right? Well, yes, but, but see, the thing, it's, it's, it's obedience and prayer. Because Jesus says, abide in my love. If you love me, keep in my commandments. So we by, by abiding in his love, we do what the Lord tells us to do. Because when we start disobeying the Lord, that's when weakness creeps in. Amen. Because that's when, when we start disobeying the Lord, we come out of alignment to the head. And we come out of alignment to his government. When we're out of alignment to his government, all the resources and strength and power that is made available from that superior government doesn't trickle down to us. But when we are in alignment to him, we obey him, so we're not backsliding, we're not, we're not out, you know, of fornicating, we're not all doing all these things, and we are praying, right? Obedience is the parameter. But as we obey the Lord, right, the obedience of faith, and we're praying... That's how I sharpen myself and I stay sensitive to the Spirit of God. That's how I, because even if you live righteous, you will leak power. Leaking power is, you know, it's like you're, okay, let's, let's imagine this way. <clears throat> when I'm obedient, my phone is, I, I can utilize and function my phone. But even though it's operative, the the power is draining. The battery is draining. Whereas if I'm disobedient, I shut the phone off. Does that make sense? So obedience is necessary for power, but not sufficient. Okay. What you need is obedience plus prayer. Righteousness plus prayer. Amen. Right? So, so, um, says, through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. <clears throat> and I pray that you being rooted and established in love. So, you have to be rooted and established in love. So, the, to root takes time, roots increase. In power, increase in strength, excuse me. <clears throat> it goes down deeper and deeper and deeper. You need to allow the love of God to take root in your heart, right? And But this is Paul's prayer. So if it's Paul's prayer for the church, that should we should make it our, our prayer for us, for the people of God, but also for us. That what, what is the petition once again? That out of his glorious riches... You may be strengthened with power. In other words, God, 
through your resources and your riches that are glorious, make me strong through that power. And the purpose for that power is what? So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. So you need power to abide in Christ and for Christ to abide in you. Right? That's why it says in Proverbs, out of the issues of the heart, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, you know, all the issues of life spring from it. It says, guard your heart. For out of it flow the issues of life, right? But you need you need power to protect your heart. You need power to retain the word of God, the word of Christ, right? And not allow the devil to snatch from you those promises and deceive you out of that. Amen. And he says, and I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. So what, what does this show us? That he's also asking <clears throat> that we would be established in love, but we need power, namely God's power, in order to walk in love. <clears throat> right? That's what we need in order to walk. So you, we, in other words, you can't do it in your own strength. You can't love how God requires for you to love in your own strength. But look, look what it says right here. <clears throat> that you may have power together with all the Lord's holy people. So and so, guess what? Paul understands this as a corporate view. In other words, he doesn't say, I pray that you may have power by yourself. Right? Paul never disassociates our obedience to God from a corporate body, from the people of God. <clears throat> right? So this is... Paul, Christ desires your connection with other believers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Amen. And that, that's why I fret for believers that are, you know, have no covering. They have uh, no uh, um, authority over their life because they open themselves up to the enemy. They open themselves up to all sorts of attacks. And it, it's like... You know, um, I forgot there was this meme some time back and, um, you know, it showed like one, uh, I think it was like, a, I forgot what animal, but it was like surrounded by a pack of lions, I think it was, um, or I, I don't know what animals it was exactly, but then the other one showed when they were in the pack, right? <clears throat> and so... He says, the grasp, and this, here, here's the main point. May have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, long, high, and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the full measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. <clears throat> so what is Paul's desire? That you may know the love of God. And this love is long, it's wide, it's high, it's deep, and you can't ever fully uh, and, and adequately um, scratch you know, the, 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 the entirety of his love because it's far vast. It's more vast than we are. Amen. And, and it's not a knowledge that is just here in the head because so many times people read the passages where it says God loves you, you know, that Christ died for our sins because of his love for us, right? But it doesn't connect with them. And the reason why it doesn't connect is because, right, it, this knowledge is revelatory. It comes through the Spirit and he awakens that knowing in your heart. Amen. 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 The Bible says in Romans, it says the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. 
not just more Bible verses, as necessary as that is, but the Holy Ghost sheds the love of the Father in your heart. Amen. So, so, but look at Paul didn't say just read this passage. He says, this is my prayer. That we would know the love of God in, in, in more deeply, right? More vastly. That because the more we will know the love of God, the less we will need to run to other things for validation, things that we'll need to run to for acceptance, things that we need to run to for affirmation or to be accepted. Amen. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> when we are accepted by God, when we when we are under when we are cognizant of the love of God and his acceptance of us right we don't need to run to other things and other people amen amen hallelujah amen you don't need approval of other people Hallelujah. You, <clears throat> you know, um, let me just say this. <clears throat> Hallelujah. I, I really feel this. Um, amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. You know, sis, as 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 we grow in the knowledge of God, it begins to we begin to see things differently, and and it may not happen overnight that you know we we um like a a light switch, but it's it's gradual, and I believe you've noticed a gradual you know, changing of mind and shaping of, of mind. And, and God wants us to continue to grow in that and continue to move forward in that. <clears throat> because as we do, you know, externally is going to conform to that. Exter it begins internally and then the external begins to move along with that. And it begins to, you know, the change doesn't begin outwardly, it begins inwardly. And then from that inward transformation of the mind, then the externals become changed. Hallelujah. Excuse me one second. Um, amen. So, so as, um, where was I at? Oh, let me wrap up here. And to know his love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Amen. Let me just read, uh, Galatians real quick. Galatians 2.20. And then we'll begin to pray. Well, beginning at verse 19. For through the law I died to the law so that I might live for God. How many of you know that that you have to die? I know that in context, Paul's talking about the old covenant and dying to the old covenant, but 
But in order for you to enter into the new covenant, you must also die to certain things that have bound you. Certain ways of living and ways of thinking. Amen. And and you need to die to that. You need to relinquish that in order for you to live unto God. Because until we die to those things, we can't live for God as we would want to, right? As, as we need to, right? And it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Amen? Amen. So, so in other words, it's not like Paul saying my biological, you know, I, I biologically died. Right? That's, that's not what he's saying here. Right? In other words, he, he counts everything of his former life as rubbish. He counts it as trash that he may gain Christ, that he may know the Lord and press on in God. <clears throat> he says, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. So he lives by faith. He can't see Jesus. We can't see Jesus. Right, but we need to continue to live, walk by faith. Amen. And so when the Lord begins to speak to you and says, Hey, I need you to go left, not go right. I need you to go straight, or I need you to go wherever God is telling you to go, or whatever He's telling you to do, you need to believe what He says and not what people say. Right? Amen. So you know how difficult it would have been for Paul to let go of all those people that he knew. Amen. Amen. Yes. To let go of all those people he knew. That takes faith. And I know the Spirit of God is speaking. He, he is needing you to let go of certain people. Amen. W- ways of, thing, ways of wow. doing things. And, and places that you've been going, amen, you need to let it go because it's not good for you and you won't fulfill what God has for you. Amen. If you want to do your agenda and do your plans, then God will allow you to do your plans, but it won't bring you the fulfillment and it certainly won't bring you peace. And it's interesting because people often choose people, other people before they choose God. And it's the same people that end up backstabbing them and betraying them. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So God knows what's best and God knows who needs to be in your life. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord Jesus. I pray in the name of Jesus right now, God, I pray that every wicked person, every person that is not in accord with the assignment that you have for our lives, I pray that you would root them out. I pray that they would be exited, Lord. I pray that they would be booted out of our lives, God. I pray that they would not be found within our parameters, that they would not be within our circumference, God. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would begin to expose every person whose intentions are not pure, whose intentions are insincere, Lord God, who is just mooching off of our lives, who is not really, Lord, a confidant, not is sent, has not been sent by you, but has been uh, uh, only uh, uh, taking up space in our lives. In the name of Jesus, may they be cut out, may they be rooted out, God, and may we find no sorrow of their exit. In the name of Jesus, God, I pray that destiny partners would arise. A kingdom partners would arise in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, every person. Lord, may we be dead to those people. May, Lord, there be no a desire, Lord, to link up 
or to associate with them in the name of Jesus. May those connections die. May they, not the individuals, Lord, but may the connections themselves be severed. May they be cut off in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. God says, cut them off in the name of Jesus. They're not good. They're not pushing you forward. They're not pushing you in the right direction. They're not help, They're not pointing you to God. They're not pointing you to Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't 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 suppress the Holy Ghost. Don't suppress the voice of God. Hallelujah. Listen to the Holy Ghost. He's speaking. He who has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says unto the church. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We don't we don't want to we don't want a Judas in our lives. We don't want those that condone our lifestyle and don't rebuke our lifestyle. We don't want to condone those that are okay with us not fulfilling the plan that God has for us. Amen. Amen. And I feel this by the Holy Ghost. They want to manipulate you. They want to. Uh, 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 they want to grab you by the arm, as it were, and and say, "No, you need to come. Let let's do this thing. Let's go do it this way. Let's let's go do that. Let's go do this." But see, the, the thing is, uh, it's not what the Lord wants. And they might even be good people. They might even be, uh, 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 you know, they might even be likable people. But likable people aren't godly people necessarily some of the people that you don't like are the godliest people right and then the people that you like are the wicked and god don't want you around See, see, Lot chose the green pasture. He chose what was good to his eyes. And even though he was a righteous man, he would have died in Sodom had Abraham not prayed for him. Because God knew the judgment that was pending on Sodom and had a lot, you know, See, Lot chose what was appealing to his eyes, but not knowing that death was right before him. Amen. Amen, somebody. Amen. 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 It says, the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. You got to get your eyes fixed on Jesus, not on the land, not not on the people, not on what the, the what they're doing. Oh, I got to go do this. I got to go do what they're doing. Everybody's doing it. Amen. Amen. Right. God, God wants Amen. you to keep your eyes on Jesus, even if that means losing, you know, the people that you're most comfortable with that you grew up with, that knows you the most. And they don't understand you, right? And they're never going to understand you because you see the Son of God, you see Christ, and they don't. Amen. Right? says, who loved me, And gave himself for me. Christ gave his life for you. Amen. You know, Paul didn't even say he loved the world. He personalized it and said, Jesus Christ loved me. You, you can give up that individual. You can give up that lifestyle. You can give up that thing 
that is hindering your life. It doesn't matter what God asks us to do or how much it hurts because there is a person named Jesus Christ. While I was yet the enemy of God, he died for me when I gave him nothing and I was not righteous and I was in my degradation and sin and I was in a condition that no person could get me out and I was up to the neck in debt to God for the sins I've committed. And Jesus Christ stepped in. He spilt his precious blood and he died on the cross and he hung there wide because he thought of me. He thought of you and in love and in compassion, he came even though his own disciples betrayed him, even though in the hour of his need, they scattered and all of them abandoned him. And yet in love for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So that love should propel us to continue to say yes to Jesus, even if it means no to the people. Because Jesus did not please himself. He didn't fulfill, he, he, he didn't please, it, it, you know, his self. But he did the will of the Father. And he laid down his life for you. He laid down his life for me. You know, people, they come and go. And they don't stick around. And they might even stick around for a good number of years, but everybody got their, you know, so often people are just interested in what you can give them. What they can get from you. Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. <clears throat> Hallelujah. See, G G Christ, he gave it all. He didn't demand anything from you. He gave what you could not give. And he's not looking for your money. He's not looking for your fame. He's looking for your life because he gave his life. There is no man on this earth that would have done what Jesus did. Paul says very rarely would a good man die for a righteous one. Yet though a righteous person might dare to die, but God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were yet his enemies, Christ died for the ungodly. Romans chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. Amen. The people will only do things for you when you're good to them. And, you you, you know, Jesus says only the pagans love their own. Amen. Amen. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Father. Yes, Lord Jesus. May we say yes to you. <clears throat> May we say yes to you, O oh God. May we say yes to you. Spirit of God, would you move in this place? Would you move in this fellowship? Would you grab a hold of our lives? Would you have your way? Would you have the full rewards of your sufferings in our life? Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He says, who loved me and gave himself for me. Yes, Christ gave himself for the world, but he gave himself for you. Do you understand that he 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 gave he gave his life for you.
He saved us from death. He saved us from condemnation. He saved us from an eternity in hell. What did Peter say? While you're yet in this world and without hope in God? Mm. Some of us here in this group were suicidal. Didn't want to live anymore. But God came in at the right time. Jesus came at the right time and he called you. He called me. Amen. He said, Lazarus, come forth. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your love. We, we make the prayer of Paul, our own prayer, that we would understand the heights, the depths, the lengths, the breadth of the love of God that surpasses knowledge. God, that we may know your love more. <clears throat> that we may know your love more. Lord, not that we would be self-absorbed, <clears throat> but your love would lead us to sacrifice. Your love would lead us to be enveloped with your your. Your grace towards us, Lord. Your presence, O oh Lord. O oh God, that we would be filled with the full measure of who you are. We would be full, filled with the full measure of your presence and your spirit, God. That we would not be a conduit or a vessel of unrighteousness, but we would yield ourselves unto you, O oh God, unto holiness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's the Lord. Oh, Thank you, Jesus. Holiness. Holiness. It's what I ask for. Holiness. Holiness. It's what I need. Yes, Lord, may we be holy. Holiness leads to peace. Holiness leads to peace. It says, great peace have they who love your law. <clears throat> great peace. <clears throat> yes, great peace. Oh, Spirit of God, would you descend in this moment? <clears throat> Spirit of God, would you descend in this moment? Spirit of God, descend and hover upon us, O God. Be pleased to make your abode among us, O Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible says that there is no peace unto the wicked, saith the Lord. But there is peace unto those who love his law. But it says, I do not set aside the grace of God. For if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. So Paul is saying, I don't set aside God's grace. See, the grace of God that brings salvation unto men. I don't set that grace aside and neither do I set the grace of God. Mm, I don't set aside the grace of, of, uh, the grace aside for my life to also fulfill the specific plans that he has for me. Amen. See, each and every one of you has a grace, and it's a grace to do what God wants you to do. Amen. Amen. And that grace is not in vain, but that grace has been occasioned by the death of Jesus. So that if we are setting aside the grace of God... God forbid that Christ died for you in vain. Amen. Do you see that connection there? I don't I don't want for for the Lord for my life to reflect the death that Christ died for vain. 
I want the Lamb of God to have the full rewards of his sufferings in my life. So that the blood he shed, the spirit he gave, would not be in vain. I would not run my race in vain. I would not run my course in vain. But I would set, I would, I would run according to the rules and apprehend that which God has for me and has for my family and has for the generations and the descendants that will follow after me. Amen. 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 Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. What does it say in Proverbs? That the righteous lay up an inheritance for their children? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you, O God. We praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hold on one second. We'll be coming to a close here. We'll pray. I'm sorry. Says, but if for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing. <clears throat> so, Amen. We we want the um, we want the grace of God, Amen, to empower us to do what He has called us to do. 